Hi there, this is a World Rugby Podcast. I'm Sean Maloney and coming up, Wallabies captain Michael Hooper, a man who's been doing it at the top level of the game for 10 years now and there are many, many more to come. I caught up with him at his local club rugby house, the Manly Roosies Junior Club, to check in ahead of the Super Rugby season kicking off and to touch in on some of his more memorable moments in Wallabies colours. But this is nice, we finally get to do something in person rather than over Zoom. I know, finally, eh? it's been a long time coming. It has been forever. What have you been doing staying fresh across the last four months? Well, I've been doing a lot of Zoom. Right. So <laughs> I haven't got away from the Zoom. You know, Zoom, I'm, I want to see the back of it. Um, mate, we're allowed to surf. I was training. I, I think I had a week off and just kept at it. So, mate, I, I was feeling pretty fit. You are looking tanned at the moment. How much time have you spent the surf? Yeah, I've tried to spend a bit. It's been good surf. We've had good waves down here. I mean, there was that huge swell that came through a few weeks ago. I'm not getting any better at surfing, no. but I'm still trying my hand at it. Have you always surfed all the way through? Uh, yeah, Canberra was tough. Of course. Yeah, yeah, so not much doing in Burley the, Griffin. The, the, yeah, the three years um, down in Canberra, um, I drove down to Bateman, Bateman's Bay a couple of times, but that's yeah. two hours either um, one way. Yep. So you'd have to do your research to see the swell was good, and it's pretty sharky down there. So It's very sharky, yeah. Bally Point and the like. Uh, has it, though, this last little break, this force break, sort of given you a chance to recharge your body? Uh, yeah, body and mind. Mm. I mean, it's it's been like an extended off-season. So, you know, coming footy around the corner, I'm absolutely raring to go. And then, you know, we've seen some of the Kiwis getting stuck into it. Um, and there have been some good games, you know. I guess when you're watching those games and they have no influence on our competition coming up, you can just watch rugby and enjoy it. Um, and there's been some really good quality games over there. So, like, I, I feel like this comp here is going gonna, is gonna to go off. What have you liked about that Kiwi comp? Oh, I mean, it's some good rugby. There's some great players mm. over there. Um, you know, it's been good seeing some different teams do well um, that haven't. You know, the Blues, obviously, at the top of the table there, um, looking really good. But... You just don't. You go into the games. You just don't know who's going to win. So it's going to be a tight battle. I'd like to see Dan Carter get some game time. He's doing some club stuff this weekend. I'd love to see him back on the parking super. Yeah, I mean, I can't believe he's going again. Eh? It's crazy. <laughs> like, um, you know, I, I thought he was done after the 2015 World Cup, and he just keeps <laughs> yeah. winning comps and popping up everywhere. So, I mean, yeah, so impressive. But yeah, it's going to be weird. I mean, I know that New Zealand's minds are melting because he's in a Blues jersey, but. Um, it's going to be, it'll be interesting. Him, Bowden Barrett, their 10's playing well. Um, Otira Black, like, they're going to have plenty of playmakers on the field. Yeah, they're not short on that. Let's get into Super Rugby Australia kicking off. I know you just can't wait to sink your teeth in and you'll do it on Friday night against Queensland. Uh, what's the build-up been like over the last few months? How have you brought it together to be ready to go for that game, given the COVID restrictions? Uh, as best as we can. Right. <laughs> you know, it's... Um, it's been a challenge for everyone, every team or any business. I'm sure. I'm sure you're in the same boat, right? Like, has been just a bit of a do it your best. So, I mean, the story goes: we were were sent home for however long that ended up being six, seven weeks, mm-hmm. and then we came in the small groups. We did that small groups for about two weeks. Then it was a larger group, and then it was team training. We're probably been team training for about three weeks. Um, so we, had, I mean, sounds like a lot of time, but actually the prep time as a team, um, team as a whole has been short. So it's come around quick, but we're, we're in pretty good shape. I think we've had to, to look at our stuff. We obviously didn't have a good start to our 
the old Super Rugby season. So this Super Rugby 2.0 or the Aussie comp we've got going, we had to we have, we've had to look at some things. We have jig, rejigged a couple um, ways we're going to play, um, ways we're focusing on the game. It's going to be good to roll it out. Well, speaking of your winger James Ram, the Ram man, yeah. the youngster that's coming through uh, with the Tars, he said that you were training with pool noodles as a way to social distance for a while. There was that just the backs. We were involved with that as well. Yeah, no, we had the pool noodles out. Rummy, so, I, I still can't get my head around this idea or this concept. Oh, what do you want to know? Well, like, are you running around <laughs> with a pool noodle out in front of you? What's going on? So, I mean, like, I don't know. It's exactly how you would imagine it. It's you can't touch each other. Oh. So touch each other with the pool noodle instead. Right, so instead so, I mean, of contact. It's, it, yeah, it's sort of how like ah. some of my mates used to defend back at school, you know, <laughs> just the e-tag. The e um, yeah. That's making more sense now. Mm. So that was how you were making the tags and the stops. Yeah, and it, it just turned into, you know, you're just sort of touching each other at the start. And by the end, when you start to get frustrated, I was gonna say cleaning each other up. There'd be up. plenty of clips <laughs> to the back of the neck. Yeah. Um, you obviously really good mates with a number of the guys of the other provinces around Australia. How have they all sort of embraced and got through it? Is it much the same as the way you've done it? Uh, yeah, look, we've done it tough. It's mm. been really hard. I mean, we've had on pay cuts, uncertainty around what it's going to look like. Um, you know, it's, it's been no shortage of um, tough times for everyone. But, uh, you know, I think it puts things in perspective. Um, we get to play footy again. Um, you know, and, and a new comp, like a new look comp. I, I think that has a lot of people excited. Um, I, we've been winding each other up saying we're going to talk a bit of smack coming into the games each week. So um, I don't know how that's going to go. I know Matt tamua has got a bit of few, bit of ammunition to come when he's about to play the Waratahs, but um, yeah, he's harmless, mate. He's sharp though on the tongue, Matt Tamua. Like he he goes well when it comes to sledging. Yeah, he does. He has yeah. a little black book for it. He, he does. Yeah, because he's not smart enough, so he's got to write them down. <laughs> he actually writes down his sledges. Apparently. Yeah. Okay. Allegedly. Uh, yeah. Allegedly. <laughs> Who are some of the other uh, guys that you'll shape up against? As I said, like you've been doing this for so long now, the professional level here in Australia. Um, who are some of the other guys that you can open up some of that sledging and that chat around the game to drive some interest in Oz? Uh, oh, the Brumbies have to cop it, don't they? They're always. You know, who have you got down there? CO would br- be happy. Yeah, Scotty, Scotty's pretty bitter all the time. Yep. Um, you know, Alan, um, certainly down there. Um, but yeah, it's going to, the Rebels are, you know, um, certainly going to throw a bit of chat, I think. Dane, Hayla Petty. Um, those sort of guys. Bill Meeks is always good for it too. He's he's quite impressive. Bill Meeks. He's a radio. So? Well, he's a radio presenter. Yeah. So he's got that ability to be sharp on his feet. He's quick witted. Yeah, I'd be careful of Meeks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll stay clear. Yeah, he'd go well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there are so many young guys coming through over the next little bit in Super Rugby Australia. Who are some of the names that you've picked out? Let's go Tars first mm. and other ones that have caught you that might surprise some and then put their hands up for Aussie selection. Uh, I never like putting the mocker on guys. No, you know I know, I mean? but you can, um, you, can, you can highlight guys that you think are going along nice. Oh, I like Will Harris at eight. Okay. The kid's going to be really good. He's you know, still got some way to fill out, but he's, um, he's sort of got a bit of hoilsy about him, just the way he moves. Okay. He's a smart footballer. Um, you know, he's just a good football player, but probably got a bit more size to, to Hoylesey. So I like do. him. Yeah, most do. Yeah, <laughs> the noodle calves didn't do yeah. him much, <laughs> much favours. Um, look, I, I, Will Harrison's still got a lot, of, lot in him, our number 10. You know, mm. he's obviously been around now for the year and he's started out um, doing well, but I think he's got a lot, lot moving. Um, 
in the right direction. Um, Rami, you spoke of him. Oh, that guy is like probably at fifty percent of his athletic capacity. Like he is just an absolute athlete. When he's he's had hamstring issues for a long time, so yeah, he's going to be real quality. Uh, and then there's heaps of other guys. You know, we've got um, you know Mad Dog at the back, who I think's in the same boat as Rami. He's still got so much to give, even though he's a wallaby. You know, so. Um, Oh, so, I mean, Maddox by Mad Dog. Yeah, um, yes. So there's a lot of guys there. We've got a young 12 coming in this week. I think the team's going to be announced. So yeah, it's I'm, announced. Yeah, okay. You're good. Yeah. Um, Joey Walton at number 12 is going to be good. So, you know, there's been some injuries, some changes to our roster, but we've got some really good guys coming in. What excites you about this next generation? Aussie 20s have gone really well the last couple of years as they feel their way through up towards test level. Uh, two things I think that's great about having those guys is they've had success against your Kiwi teams. Um, they've had success uh, in their early competition, so they're just confident. You know, just winning games breeds that confidence. Um, you know, and I think rugby has been, you know, wants to see someone take that mantle. And I think there's a generation there that wants to be that group. So that's going to push everyone. That's going to, it, uh, the energy that that'll bring will change every, everyone around it. And that's awesome. Like, I mean, as an example, I trained in a group of, I think we had, a group, we had to train with nine and a staff during that COVID period. That was our small group. Um, so I was put with like the young pups. So like 18, 19, 20 year olds. And the energy was just like so infectious. Every day it could have been raining, whatever. We're doing MAS runs, which is just shuttle runs again. Um, they're up for it. And it just drags you along, you know. What kind of uh, an impression are you trying to drive in them from you to them in terms of what's required to get it done at the top level, these young blokes coming through? What do you impart on them? Uh, I, I think uh, you train how you want to play. Um, so, you know, how, how you do anything is how you do everything. And, and it doesn't mean you have to be, it's this 24 hour um, you know, drill sergeant when it comes to your preparation. I, I, don't, I think there's uh, a real skill in having your ability to be on and be off. Um, but the guys I've been around who seem to have really consistent performances, their attitude around, firstly, their body preparation, the longer they get into their career, and secondly, how they approach methodically their week to get to the weekend. Um, is noticeable. You know, they, they have a format for them that works and they will stick to it. You know, making, obviously wanting to make improvements along the way, but they, they will build out their week and then go, okay, Monday I need to get this. Tuesday, tick, box, box is done. So by Friday, you know, actually the work's all done. Yep. So Saturday, just you let the, let the, let the game play. We're going to see them play uh, not long from now, which is awesome. One guy we won't see who is at the other end of the scale is Kurtley Beale, mm -hmm. who moves on and away off to France. What kind of an impression has he left on Australian rugby? And run me through some of your more memorable moments with KB. Oh, I've been very lucky to play with Kurt. Um, <laughs> I mean, oh, look, he, he's... Firstly, the thing that always um, I find funny about Kirtley and reflecting on him in his career, do you see that meme? Which one? Yeah, yeah there's been a couple of him, but um, there's like the many faces of Kirtley. No. And it was like, which Kirtley are you today? And there was like nine of his different faces, all with different haircuts, facial hairs, um, all doing something on the field. Like he might be angry or really happy or something like that. And it's just him to a T, you know? He can... You can get this guy who's just light up the room, and then you can get this guy who's <laughs> going to be real. Some days he's not going to give you give you everything, um, 
I mean, uh, personality-wise. Yes. As far as his ability to impact a team, you know, it's pretty pretty hard to find someone you know more infectious to be around when he's got energy to to be playing good rugby. And and on top of that, I mean, when he's fit and healthy and has ball in two hands, he's probably one of the most dangerous to this day players on the planet, coming from 15 or playing in at 12. Um, the ability, like he had a he had a, I think an underestimated turn of pace. Yes. Um, you know, a, a, a nothing gap in defence, ball into hands, and he would be able to make something out of completely nothing. And then even from fullback, you know, the way he again something nothing would look like it's on. Um, you know, he pull out one of those Joey's ki- chip kicks, and um, so I mean, I loved loved all my time playing with Curtly. If you had to try and find a way to single out a, a moment that he delivered on field, I'm going to just totally leave the off field stuff off to the side. Yeah, yeah. On field. What jumps out at you across that career, that glittering career in both Tars and Wallabies jerseys? Uh, so, I mean, the World Cup try with Bernard. I mm. think Bernard scores it. But it was this play, I think, against England might have been, yeah, um, in the pool match. And they play one or two phases open, come back, and they hit back and do this interchange between the two of them. I think Bernard goes over the line. But he, was, he came off the bench and just immediately made impact in that game. The 2014 season at Tars, like, he was out of control how good he was coming in at 12 there. Um, the ability to put people through holes, um, the vision, what he, he was able to see. Um, but as a particular moment, oh, I tell you, he's, and, you know, even in defence, like, I think 26, start of 2016, <laughs> uh, someone's made a break early on in the game and out of nowhere, Kurtley just comes and just like, like sort of tackled with him arms and legs like that um, and saved this try. I think it, was, it must have been against an Aussie team. Um, you know, so he, ha- he just had big moments in him, th- that guy. Um, yeah, a couple moments like that, putting, putting his body on the line. Any chance you think we'll see him back for 20, what'll it be 2023? Wallabies colours. If he looks after himself in France, maybe he gets a re- uh, reset over there. He gets to take it easy, no contact. Yeah. During the week. Yeah, just a couple, couple of nice reds and Farguar. There we go. Actually, yeah. no. Leave the, <laughs> leave the latter part off. Yeah. We'll, never, we'll never see him again. Yeah. Hey, because it's because it's a World Rugby uh, chat, we can go nuts on World Rugby Vision, which includes World Cups. Uh, 2015-2019, you've bounced across the two of them. What jumps out at you across both of those tournaments? Like, if you can go back now and replay vision for your grandkids down the track, which moments do you take across those tournaments to show them? Uh, both pretty special. Yeah. Like, um, there's certainly just a buzz when you're, when you're driving the bus into the stadium that's different from any other test. Like, you, you're, you're pulling up on a bus... Um, you know, to a usual test match. And yes, there's a buzz, you know, certain places around the world have their own distinct things. But when it's a World Cup, it's just an absolute melting pot of flavour, you know, like different nationalities, different colours. Um, and because it's a real event atmosphere, everyone gets in colour. I mean, sometimes you can go out to a, a game in Sydney and, and guys won't wear the, you know, other, other countries around the world are better, but they'll just wear, you know, it's a cold night, so whatever's warm. But you go to a World Cup, you have to be in the green and gold if you're watching the Wallabies or the Welsh are playing. So you're going to see a heap of, you know, the red in the stands. Um, uh, and, and it's so vocal because, um, you know, everyone's so highly charged. It's, a, it's just a great atmosphere. So the World Cup is really unique like that. There's, a diff, there's a de- certainly another level. And I, I, I mean, I, um, 
you know, I think one of the World Cup, uh, 2015 World Cup, I think it would have been the final, um, you know, and the, the jets fly over top before the game, you go, you know, and it, sh- it blows your eardrums apart and you go, oh my God, <laughs> I'm nervous. If I wasn't nervous yeah. before, I'm nervous now. So, um, yeah, pretty epic. England and Wales, those poor games, you touch on that try that Bernie scored mm. uh, down that right-hand side against England. What about the Welsh game and the defence required for the Wallabies to snuff that out? How does that sit in the memory? Uh, not great, two reasons. I was in the stands because I, um, I had a week off from suspension. Mm-hmm. Um, the week before, uh, got a hold of Mike Brown in, a, in Iraq. I came in late, it was a yellow card, but they deemed after the game, it was a week, it was a week off offence, which I disputed. Yep. But um, you know, took the week in, in the scheme of things. Um, Oh, mate, it was pretty cool um, watching that defence from the sidelines. Like, that's when you know your team's um, got something special. I mean, down to 13 and coming up with plays. Um, ben McCowman's one where he holds up the try. Um, Adam Ashley Cooper, I think, gets a turnover when, you know, they've got about a five-man overlap and it was everyone... Def- your, your strongest defence is when everyone's on the same page. And when you've got 13 guys shutting down 15... That, that team that um, we were involved in, just everyone was really on the same page with that stuff and, and pushing in the, in the same direction. You mentioned the crowds in Japan. Let's just like touch on Japan and the colour and that sort of stuff. What about the broader experience of the 29 World Cup and how much the Japanese in their own crazy awesome way embraced it and took you all under their wing? Yeah, so there was this guy, um, I don't I, <laughs> there was this guy who would go to every game, or not, I don't know if he'd go to every game, but he would body paint. Buxan. Okay, I didn't know what his name was. Buxan. What's, what, do you know more about him than me? No, no, I don't. I just know that he went to every okay. game in a different jersey. Yeah, and he'd paint on the jersey, yes. that guy. Yes. yes. So I think we saw him, he was at our Georgia-Aussie <laughs> game. You know, the crowd going, this guy's mad. But It was freezing, remember freezing. that night? Yeah, before, it was before the typhoon. Yeah, yeah, it was the typhoon game. So, um, the, I mean, I remember, uh, you know, they would sing the anthem of whatever teams were playing. You know, they'd, ha- they'd handouts of, to sing to, to support it. And you go, oh, like, as far as a place being involved in its competition, you know, how, how good was that to be a part of? You know, every, it seemed everywhere you go, it was just breathing the, the Rugby World Cup. How do you stay fresh yourself looking ahead to the 2023 World Cup in France? Uh, certainly... Uh, in the back of your mind, that's there. Yep. But I think to have that end goal in mind, it's 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 coming back with a couple of steps. So now that I've been in a couple World Cup cycles, it's you can only deal with a year at a time and focus on focus on your stuff and, and building through to that next World Cup. So I mean, my mindset's I mean, it's pretty hard to be any anywhere too much in the future with just coming out of COVID. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean. It, they, they are so unique. You want to be a part of as many as possible. Um, I think for me personally, like my body's in great shape. I feel, I feel amazing. Um, you know, this, this break's been really good for me physically and, and mentally, like I said, I'm pumped to play. How do, you, how do you stay refreshed? So how do you continually get reset and ready to go again, given the rigours that you put your body through? And like every pre-season, 10 years now you've been doing mm. this, how do you find a way to go fresh? To stay I fresh. think the motivations change over the years. Yeah. Like when you're young, you just want to prove yourself and you prove yourself. So then you want to see how good you can be. Then you get to later on in your career and you go, okay, well, I've got to make the most of this now because it start, you, you, 
you're on probably the other side of, unless you're Matt Guido or someone like that, <laughs> or Dan Carter, yeah. these eternal rugby players. I mean, I couldn't believe that George Smith retired. I thought we were never going to see him retire. When you come to sort of, you know, you're over the hump, so to speak, yep. um, in your career, and you go, well, what can I get out of this? And that's, that's extremely motivating. And for me, I like, still want still to challenge myself against, like you talked about, the young guys, um, you know, and... Get, win some, be a part of some winning teams. Try and get your hands on some silverware. Absolutely. What about getting your uh, head into the coaching game? We're going to touch on your work now as a member of the Slow Coach Group. Can mm. you run me through this concept? Because I just need a lay term. Explain to me what it's all about, and then we'll show a clip in just a few minutes uh, to explain it, I guess. Yeah, so I never thought of myself um, as going to be going into a coaching, and I don't know if I'll ever go into a team coaching type atmosphere or a head coaching role or anything like that. Look, COVID was good in ways because it allowed you to check out some different avenues and some different things. And, um, you know, one of one of the things that came up was, um, you know, a group um, slow coach. And um, slow coach, for, like you said, for layman's, is... Um, a platform that allows a, anyone in the world to access um, a group of athletes or um, artists on this, on this website and um, to get coached um, one-on-one from whoever's on this site. And whoever happens to be on this site is an incredible list of people. Um, so in layman terms, it's I'm a young rugby player and I want to practice my tackling, for example, and I'm you know, working on tackling, but I want to be a better tackler. Um, I would get footage. Um, I'd use my mum, dad, brother, sister down at the park or, or game footage, send it through to Slow Coach or um, myself. Uh, I can't use myself and myself. Sure. Say James O'Connor, mm-hmm. um, who's a very good midfield defender, um, number 10 defender, send it through to him. He will then review the package, um, be able to review my footage, put in his footage of um, you know, maybe some tackling foot that he's done or someone else has done with proper technique, um, send it back, and um, that dialogue could last um, you know, however long, um, back and forth, not text, video, record James speaking to, to the screen, and then um, this myself in this in this instance gets it back and can review that footage and has something to work on going forward the beauty of this thing and something that you know didn't occur to me um well you actually said it before but didn't occur to me and probably many of the other rugby players or athletes is the longer you're in sport the more i mean we're exposed to great SNCs were exposed to, um, you know, tra- traveling, um, different coaches, many throughout your career, um, you know, fitness coaches, mental coaches, all that stuff. So you build up a, a plethora of knowledge without even realizing it. And sometimes it's really hard to engage with people. I mean, I'm personally not on social media. Um, so it's hard for me to engage with, with teams aside from, you know, your local community which again is hard because of your time pressures. The mm-hmm. beauty of slow coach, you can do it anywhere. You can do it, you know, you might be traveling, you might be around the other side of the world. Well, hey, you can 
be able to run a, um, a session for someone you know, back here in Manly who just wants to get better at his running or kicking game. Um, and that's pretty cool. And there's heaps of rugby players, high-profile rugby players, who are looking to get involved in it as well, I think, yeah. you, through the UK, certainly here in Australia as well. We mentioned surfing at the top. If you can have some review you as a yeah. slow coach, not rugby-related, is it yeah. someone in the surfing game? And what would they have to work on for you, do you think? Yeah, so Jeremy Flores <laughs> is, a, uh, is a coach on this. And... I, I really like his surfing. I mean, this guy's won pipe by Masters. Like, he's a pretty cool dude. Um, I'm not a good surfer, but I try. You know, I think, I'm, I'm what you call a weekend warrior. Yeah, um, I don't know. I think you're underselling yourself with touch on that front. Well, we'll see what Jeremy says. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll wait, wait to see that. But um, look, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put together a pack and send it through to Jeremy. Okay. And I'm going to get him to review me. He doesn't know. I mean, I haven't spoken to the bloke. Yes. I haven't, I haven't met him. So. Yeah. Um, and see what he can come back with because I reckon it'd be pretty funny. I just need to like, I'm, yeah. You want to send him some good stuff, you know? And don't you want to send him the not so good stuff so that then you can show him the good stuff in time? Yeah, you know, you're exactly right. So that, that that's my plan. Just okay. show him the worst possible thing <laughs> and then go, mate. Look at your coaching down the track. Well, you've done yeah. me through slow coach, uh, mate. Can't wait to see how that rolls out with you over the next little bit. We're going to see you in action on Friday night against the Reds at in Suncorp and. Lastly, what's going to happen with the test rugby? Where, where's that likely going to fall? Australia, New Zealand? Oh, there's going to be tests, yeah. Definitely going to be tests. We, oh, we, we I, just I mean, don't I, know I, where, do we? I'd hope so. I mean, I would imagine we're going to do everything we can to get, um, you know, it might be a thousand letters later at the end I'm of the okay year. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I know the you're 17 okay. 17 test series. My, my brain isn't, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, look, uh, they, I think... The players want to play. I know the administrations want to get as many games as they can, so um, um, they're working balls out to get some, some you know, fixtures probably lined up, and, hey, we'll play. Um, going to be great. That was Wallabies captain Michael Hooper, and if you'd like to see the interview, then World Rugby have got you covered on that front as well via our Between the Lions series. Just hit up all of World Rugby's social media channels to get a look at Michael Hooper doing his slow coach instructional as well. Okay, that is a wrap on our latest Inside the 22 episode, and don't forget to hit subscribe to stay on top of all of World Rugby's big names rolling out through this series.